Welcome, everybody, to this week's Mad Lads podcast. I am Mad Hatter, and we also have with us Mr. AG Developer. How's it going? And Mr. Clickit. Hey, hey, it's good to be back. Hey, guys, uh, some cool information for you today. We have our word of the day from Word Genius. I want to share this with you guys. Deuteragonist. Yeah, it's an actual word. Deuteragonist. It comes from Greek. Uh, it's a noun. Uh, you know how in a play or a movie, your main character is a protagonist. A deuteragonist is the secondary person of importance in a drama. Hmm. Oh. I get I get words of the day every day. Figured I'd share that too. The more you know. The more you know. It helps you fight evil Cobra Commander with the word deuteragonist. Um... <laughs> Now, before we get started, as always, here is a quick public service announcement. The Mad Lads know nothing more than any other nitwit out here on the internet. We try our very best to discover the truth through random insane discourse about random crap. Please do not take any information or topics discussed as fact or better than thou thought, because none of us know any more than you. Please be warned, if you are under the age of 16, you may want to check and make sure we don't fucking cuss too much. Thank you, and enjoy. How are you guys today? You guys having a good good day? Good week? Oh yeah, absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, definitely. Good. Now, our main topic uh, being cinema. Um, and specifically, not only... Um, you know, things like movies we like and stuff. But really, how the movie and cinema has changed, not only for the moviegoer uh, via just regular evolution, but also COVID and other stuff, and how movie filmmaking, cinematography, seems to have changed, not always for the better. Uh, so with that being said, uh, I know you guys did some homework. <laughs> you guys told me you did some homework. What movies did you watch, A.G.? Um, I've watched actually quite a few. Um, watched both the Hellboy movies. We don't talk about nice. the remakes. Um, both Pacific <laughs> actually, Rim movies. The, uh, the, the new, the one remake isn't really bad. It's just not the same. It's not the same. It feels so different. It doesn't. Feel it's like very Hellboy. different. I don't like it, but it doesn't make it bad. I just think if we'd gotten that first, yeah. it wouldn't be a bad movie. You know. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So. It was a both Pacific Rim movies. Um, I rewatched Pacific Rim one. Had no idea they made a sequel, so I watched that. Um, Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile, Whiplash, the first XXX movie, and Dread, the remake. Oh, you went all over the place. Old, new, different genres. I love it. What about you, Click It? For myself, uh, this was just what I've been watching recently. Before we even had this like type of homework, because. You know, sometimes you just want to check out what's on Amazon Prime and maybe catch up on, like, recent cinema. Uh, so I watched uh, Cruella. Um, that was a good one. Uh, Kingsman 1 and uh, The Golden Circle. I watched both of those. Is that uh, the, new, the prequel Kingsman? The yeah, prequel? the original and then the second one that came out. Yeah. Well, you know there's actually, like, three now. Oh, I, I didn't know that there was three now. There's three. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. <laughs> Just whatever is on Prime, that's pretty much what I had access to. Um, Doctor Strange, the first one, because the next one is coming out this year. Uh, Avengers Infinity War, as well as Endgame. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, because that's finally available on Amazon Prime. Yep. Uh, Shang-Chi, 
and The Legend of the Ten Rings, and that's pretty much about it for what I've seen recently. So you stayed pretty superhero, really? Pretty like much it. for the most part, just because, yeah, I mean, um, there are other movies that I do enjoy, but I feel like I've watched them either to death, like uh, Fight Club, you know, I, I right. absolutely love that movie, um, The Matrix Trilogy, and so on. I do um, want to bring up The Matrix in this discussion here at some point, because it corresponds with one of the things I want to touch on, and I'm going to start with it. How to, how to wear this. So, we all look back at 80s and 90s and go, classics. If I go, uh, Devil's Advocate, right? We all know what that movie is. It's a fucking classic. If I say Shawshank Redemption, everybody knows it's a fucking classic. But what makes these movies classics? If they were made today, so much would be changed, they wouldn't have their feeling. I'll give you a prime example. Shawshank Redemption. There are things said in that movie regarding race that now would either be over-extremized, they, they would just be made to be so poignant that that scene's about the race, instead of the, the fact that black people were segregated and treated unfairly at that time, it's just part of the time. Now yeah. everything seems to be pointed at that being a problem. Okay. We, we know it's a problem. We don't need it shoved in our face all the time. Um, and then also feel that like for instance the rape scene right the way in Shawshank how they went about visually and storyline wise playing with the idea saying kind of what's going on but never going he's getting raped but nowadays I feel that that subtlety is missed in a lot of movies and shows and they just get right to it. Maybe that's because we're all a little blinded. But I feel that that nuance, that storytelling, showing the woman's ankle, not the whole leg, is sometimes hotter. That thing, that whole concept, I think is lost nowadays, uh, except in a few places. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, where it's implied and less is more. Like You, you kind of have to read the whole scene and be fully engaged to actually know like what's going on. But... Nowadays, it would seem like, oh, wow, he's just not, since it wasn't overtly shown to me, what the hell's going on, you know? Yep. Yeah, I think especially with, like, um, Shawshank Redemption, there's a lot of scenes where it's kind of really subtle messages that they're trying to send across. Like, for example, rape scene, you know, they're showing kind of what's happening, but you don't know exactly what's going on, and you've kind of got to look at that scene and read into it and take back from that, oh, he must be getting raped. And another well, thing and about the thing... as well, the oh, race yeah. stuff you were talking about, um, the Green Nile, it was another thing. If it was remade today, there is no way it would survive because of some of the things that are said about like one of the main black characters and stuff like that. And it was just, at the time, that's how it was. Um, well, and if you notice, yeah. any movie in that genre that deals with race relations, they focus on it. It's That was not the main plot of green mile it wasn't even secondary it was it was tertiary it was somebody somewhere beyond that it was just part of the reality and it was a hurdle that the main uh, that john coffee had to overcome and therefore tom hanks character too had to overcome to do good in the world it mm -hmm. was it was a mechanic it wasn't the story yeah, I I think the only one that can kind of get away with kind of still having those like race themes, but like not having to overtly make it like 
a social issue is uh, Tarantino. Like Agreed. with Django. Django Agreed. Unchained. And, and, and there are places for that. I'm just talking about, um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm speaking more to the dramas, the, the, the ones that try to, that are coming out nowadays to try to push boundaries. They all seem to be coming from a special group. You see what I'm saying? Look at the Oscars this past year. Look at all the things that like were, were up for like best film or um, any of that stuff. It's all like pointed, very specific crap. Um, it really is. Um, I feel that there were movies in the 80s, 90s, and even early 2000s that touched enough on subjects in movies that that wasn't the main focus. And it was so, like, out of place, but it made sense for what was going on in the story, right? Yeah. Like a superhero in the 90s, like Superman, okay? Reeves, Superman, dealing with a race issue just briefly, okay? And standing up for a black person being downtrodden, right? It's not the focus of the movie, right? The equality that Superman sees in humanity because he's an alien. He's not even human. He just wants to protect all of us. Doesn't matter, right? That's the... That's the quick thing they're trying to portray. So he saves somebody equally, or however they portray it, and that's not the whole movie. But it's it's in there enough that it's it, it speaks volumes. It's magnitude. Sometimes, like you said, less is more. Yeah, and it's um, not out of place either, you know. It's not put in there just for the sake of kind of putting in kind um what do you call it, like representing different like race groups and stuff like that. Right. It's not just weaved in there purposefully. It's actually, you know, really well woven into the story where it makes sense for this to happen. Right. Uh, I, one of the... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and also kind of touching onto the other, like, superhero movies and stuff that I've watched on, it's like, it's not, you know, it's known that comic books themselves have been able to touch on, like, race and, like, sexism and all these other topics that are pretty much hot-button topics at the time, but they just kind of bring about and actually... T- you know, make it as kind of like a mechanic, but they don't really, like, go on about it, just like the original, like, Star Trek, Next Generation. You know what I mean? I mean, comic books have been doing it for generations. They were they were able to toe that line, to push the boundaries, and to have black superheroes in the 60s and 70s. We're able to do that stuff before mainstream media, specifically because they were already a fringe media or thought of as a French media, even though they weren't really. They were already embedded in a bunch of Americans and throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's really made this poignant to me? I, I watch, you guys know, I watch a shit ton of shows. Shit ton. And uh, I'm finishing up a couple different series, and, and I've started to notice a recurring theme that is just to the point where I'm nauseous. We all love lesbians, but I'm tired of every story being about fucking lesbians. I'm tired of it. Like, why does every female strong woman have to be a lesbian? Every time. She can't just be a strong straight woman. She's got to be so strong female that she only finds other females attractive. 
And that's the thing, it's like not subtle or, you know, it's kind of put in there, like I was saying earlier on, just to represent kind of that group. It's not like a subtle thing in the story, it's just forced in there just to represent right. nothing more. Well, and, and uh, I was watching Star Trek Discovery. Great show if you're a Trekkie, love it. But at the very end, there was a scene that was just like so obvious. The president of the Federation is female. Their number one fucking captain is female. The president of the United Earth Federation is female. Uh, the president of Vulcan is female. Like, okay, come on, guys. I get it. I get it. Female power. But diversity works always. Always. If you're going to be diverse, there needs to be the same number of men, too. It's just getting, like, really, like shoved down our throats and i wish people would stop focusing on that bullshit and focus on good storylines i'm okay with lesbians in the story i'm okay with women in power that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about every woman in power every woman being a lesbian i'm tired of it in my shows in my movies in 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 everything it's fucking everywhere yeah movies you just start like you're saying focusing on the storylines and less on the politics yeah, I just don't want... It's not important. And, and, the fact that a woman has sex with another woman is not integral to 90% of the stories in which it's present. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Who they're having sex with. They're trapped on a spaceship running from aliens. I don't care. It doesn't need to be part of the story. It doesn't need to be the focal point. I don't need I to agree know... With you. You know, I don't even need to know that that Bruce Willis has anybody he's having sex with in Die Hard. Don't need to know, don't care, not part of the story. Doesn't need to be part of every female story either. I guess that's my, I'm just, it seems to be so everywhere. Law and Order, fucking fantasy shows, movies, dramas, everything. Just so fed up with and this is coming from somebody who fights for gay rights. I'm just tired of it. Because everyone's just coming in with the same thing over and over, just trying over to shove it over. in their throats. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, like when Legends of Tomorrow started, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, half of the cast was, was male and half the cast was female. Now, 80% of the cast is female. You know, and and even some of the guys, it's just like something's, all, like, I don't know. I just see it in too many shows. And again, I don't want to make it sound like I'm anti-female rights. I'm not. I'm for equality. The problem with feminism is that it, it died 20 years ago. Any, any feminists now don't want equality. They want equity, and there's a difference. They want a leg up they want to be treated as equals until equality is an impairment to them give you a prime example women want equality but still to this day in the u.s if a, a police officer is called to a domestic disturb disturbance there is a way greater chance that the man is going to jail regardless of the actual circumstances than the female even though statistics show that when violence has occurred in in domestic disturbances 
almost 78% of the time it's instigated and perpetrated by the female. You know why? Because the female feels that she's not going to get hit back. That's why. We have trained men not to put their hands on females and to not even defend themselves. Now, I'm all for equality, but it works both ways. If you get to hit me in the face, I get to hit you in the face back. If you come at me with violence and death in your eyes, I'm going to make sure that I stop you from doing that. Yeah. It's that simple. We need to get away. If we're going to be equal, we need to get away from allowing men to be abused and women to not be stopped. There, there needs, and this, this accountability doesn't just come privately in the home. I'm not saying men punch you women in the face. I still, I was raised not to put my hands on a woman. Okay? I was. But too many people, too many guys, don't, oh, we've talked about this, about the, the men's rape shelters, right? Too many men don't have anywhere to turn. And I think a lot of this, going back to movies, comes from the fact that we've all grown up believing that men are supposed to be strong and, and not vulnerable, and that we should be able to take abuse from women who are weaker. And movies haven't changed that Even shows haven't changed that much. That's what I'm talking about. Women, women can be strong, but men are still supposed to be the ones that don't cry. Yeah, and that's just a really unhealthy kind of mindset to have. It really is. Um, and now, now, with that, I have seen more vulnerable men shows and movies i do feel though that they are in usually drama categories things that you got to be into that to watch I, I i would like to see men be more vulnerable truly vulnerable i'm not talking about avengers endgame and everybody dies and tony stark sheds a couple tears that's not what i'm talking about <laughs> you know I don't know. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. I don't... Yeah, I mean, I can think of only one show recently that's kind of touched upon, like, man having vulnerability, and that's Lucifer. Obviously. Phenomenal fucking choice, dude. Yeah, I mean, I've been, like, one of the entire season's points is about the fact that he loses his invincibility because he's vulnerable around the police officer, Chloe Decker. And that's the entire and, point. And, and I love Lucifer. It's I such a Lucifer. great show. I was honestly really... devastated when it finished, but... The the guy who plays uh, Lucifer... Um... I think Tom Ellis or something like that? Um, Tom Ellis, I believe. Incredible um, actor. Just fucking phenomenal. I Now that Lucifer's done, I can't wait to see what he's in next. And I hope to God it's not some girly thing. I hope to God he stays in line... Just like the guy who plays... Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched Constantine when it was on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. With, um... okay. And he's in Legends of Tomorrow, by the way. I don't know if you know. He, he joins the Legends for like three seasons. Three Let's whole go. Seasons. Really good. Same actor and everything. Uh, but same thing. Like I hope to see him in, in that kind of... thing. I want to see him in some kind of sci-fi... Something I'd watch. Whether it's vampires... Uh, 
witches, mages, uh, anything, really. Uh, now, brief side note, I did hear rumors that they're coming out with a Harry Potter show that has nothing to do with Harry, but it's in the world of. You can tell. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. J.K. Rowling's milking it heavy. Well, they're coming out with the video game, and I'm really excited for the video game. Did you see that? That video game's dope. Ah, that's the first I'm hearing of it. Open world MMO, I think. And you're a student, and you gotta go do stuff around... Dude, looks dope. I'll see if I can find the link. I'll send you the link. It looks dope. But I think it's supposed to release around the same time as the show. Kind of like Tolkien's doing... Um, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power show, has nothing to do with The Hobbit. It's way before, right? And then we've got Obi-Wan filling in gaps. Then we have, um, there was something else coming on Disney+. Plus. I just saw it and I was like, oh my god, really? Um, oh, The Willow! They're, they're doing a new Willow with the original characters, Val Kilmer and all. Hype. Hype! Super fucking hype, guys. To get the original cat, I think the only person is the old lady witch that turned into the pig and the sh right. She's, I think she's gone. But everybody else. So, um, okay. Now to talk a little bit about us as moviegoers, because we do influence the movie industry. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, cutting the cord to the theater. Because I'm one of those that would prefer to stay home than go to the theater. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. But some things go to the theater. Like, it's like, uh, can we have exceptions, yeah. Well, we have, we have IMAX here. So I will go to the theater for Star Wars. I will go for that kind of epic... You know, uh, the Warhammer movie I would have seen in theater. You know, epic movies where I want a sound system that would break glass in my house. Then yes, I will go. But, I, I, you know what I hate? Why did you bring a three-year-old here? <laughs> shut, yeah, shut your fucking kid up. This is, this is rated R. The fuck? Go home, right? Oh, and trust me, I'm an asshole in the theater. I will tell someone to shut their fucking kid up. Just like that. I will stand <laughs> up, turn around, tell them to shut their fucking kid up. I pay good money for this horse shit. Shut them up. Yeah, like $27 a ticket, you know, that baby's gonna get popcorn in their face. Yeah, I will dump my entire $7 soda all over that fucking baby. Because you're the only one that thinks it's cute right now. <laughs> like... Straight up. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm all for, like, cutting the cord. I know with the whole, like, Black Widow thing, right? The whole lawsuit. I know it's not, dudes don't like it, especially when they've been promised ticket sales. But to be honest, as an actress or actor, why are you taking ticket sales like a fucking regional band selling tickets at a bar? Why Why are you taking 2% of the door? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no but way. even those uh, perceived value of, like, supposed ticket sales will also influence if something actually gets a green light or not these days because not so many people are going to the movies unless it seems like either a big ticket or it's an independent project 
where they're just funding it themselves because they feel like it's good enough to be seen. I'm thinking specifically the Black Widow stuff where she was supposed to get so much of the opening door or whatever and then they they fucking released on Disney Plus simultaneously and then she sued him. You guys remember that, right? Like, how dare you? Yeah, how dare you release your IP that you pay me to work for you for where you want, when you want. How dare you? Like, I, I don't know. Like, here, again, like... You're an actress. You're you're a triple A actress, and you get a piece of the door. Do you get a piece of liquor sales too? Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't understand why you even put that in your contract. I would have been like, um, look, I look, look. This is for her. She'll never listen to our podcast, which is probably good because she'd hate me, and I think she's a fine actress. I really do. I really do. I think this was just a big snafu. And I guess if things were written down in stone, I'd be kind of shitty, too. I mean, it is what it is. But at the same time, I don't know if I go public with me being shitty. Just me. Uh, but but my thing is, my thing is, the problem wasn't that they released to uh, Disney Plus simultaneously. The problem was you negotiated a shit contract. Because I guarantee you, Harrison Ford negotiated that he got paid $15 million and he doesn't give a fuck where they release it at. Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to get it up front. I'm not going to care about royalties and imaginary numbers that yeah. don't even, you know. He said, the only thing I care about is you kill my character and you never talk to me again. <laughs> That's what he, like, like, girl, you need to negotiate better. They want to keep doing movies with you. So you go, this is what I'm getting paid. You know, that's, I don't. I, I think we're just hoping for a bigger payday, that's what it is, because obviously ticket sales, if it does really well, she's thinking, oh, I might get paid a wage of 25 mil to do this movie, but then ticket sales, if I get a percentage of that, I might be in for a much bigger payday. You know what I mean? Just trying to really just... You remember what assumptions do, right? They make an ass out of you and me, which is exactly what happened when she went public with a lawsuit regarding missed box office sales. Okay. So, like, my, I, I got a fix for this. I got a fix for this. And this is the same fix that I have for the NBA and the NFL and anybody else who pays athletes and actors exorbitant amounts of money to do what they're supposed to love to do in the first place. Okay? You pay them by percentage. Right off the top. Just that's your contract. I'll hire whoever. You get a percentage of the fucking, uh, the, the net income. Well, profit. some people have tried that. I was actually watching a thing about that recently. Some people have tried that. Technically, most movies in Hollywood don't make a profit because of how they do the accounting to make it look like it's made a massive loss. Oh, I know. But, but see, see the, reason, exactly the reason it doesn't work is people are corrupting the system. So you fix the system, and then you put it that way, and it works! Amazing! So, like, like give, you, give you for instance. Mark Hamill gets 4%. Fucking, uh... Harrison Ford gets 6%. Uh, you know, you just percent it out. Point, point 0.20% of $42 billion is still a lot of fucking money! Yeah. I'm just saying. So so the the movie, the actors only get paid as good as the movie does. Okay? Same thing right. with the NBA and NFL. Same thing with NBA and NFL. You yeah, get signed they... to a team, 
you only fucking get paid what the fucking ticket sales and the pay-per-view sales are worth. And then it motivates the actors or actresses to then hype up the movie themselves and get more people into the seats. Or just be be more into the movie itself. I don't know. Like that's that's I don't know. We need to we need to rethink. I don't think that uh, actors, actresses, and um, and sports athletes should be paid millions of dollars. You want to get paid millions of dollars? You better do twenty films this year. Yeah, and good ones. How do you make it fair? Because otherwise, they're just getting paid all these millions for like doing one movie a year, and then the well, and they and they can if it's a good movie, you know, like you know, you you spend years making the Star Wars film, right? And it grosses. Let's say, let's say, I think one of them grossed like thirty-two billion. What was it? the one with Ray, the very first one with Ray. One of them grossed a lot of money, right? If you're only getting like 1% of that, that's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of money, yeah. You know? And so, if you only do, if you only release one film every two years, how can you not survive? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Now, Far be it for me to tell someone how to make their money. But we as American people need to realize that we're the ones paying these people. And we should dictate how they get paid. Yeah. Because currently, as it is right now, it makes no sense. And all of them are just trying to take shortcuts and stuff like that to try and etch more money. Because at the end of the day, the rich just want to get richer. And that's True. when stuff like with uh, Black Widow... The poor want to get richer, too. So don't think I they mean, don't. That's true. Everyone wants to get richer. But, especially the rich. You know, a couple of mil in the bank when they're set for life? No, that's not good enough for them. They want to be the richest, and that's that. The, the problem is humans don't realize one very simple truth. That any major actor, major sports athlete, major company owner has realized. You know what the problem with getting everything you want? There's nothing left to get. When you're at the top, there's nowhere to go. Uh, there was an actor who was on some random s- small podcast I was listening to. And he talked about that. He said, you know, I start, he, had, he had just gotten clean after years of fighting addiction and alcoholism and stuff. And he said uh, part of what led to that was the fact that he had reached the top. There was nothing else to do. And he had to find some way to challenge his life. And, and what he ended up doing was destroying a lot of it. You know, burning bridges that took him a lot longer to rebuild than it did to pour the gas on. Um, one of the things that I think makes humans humans is our, our void inside our need to search for for something that may or may not really be out there which is why religion exists which is why people believe in witchcraft which is why people believe in karma and think that we're all part of some higher purpose guys we're not we're, we're lucky we can even think beyond sticking our dicks in things <laughs> i mean really shatner did it 
<laughs> what hasn't Shatner stuck his dick into? Um, <laughs> the fucking replicator. Like, oh uh, yeah, baby. I I just I think very few people realize that that there isn't a purpose. There's no there's no magic answer to life. There's no there's no why are we here? None of that. We're here to continue to exist. That's it. That's it. There's nothing else there. And all this other bullshit, the material bullshit, the society, the laws, all that shit, that's all fabricated nonsense! Time? Time doesn't really fucking exist. It's something we use to make our reality make sense. Colors! Colors? They don't really exist! They don't! Ask anybody who's colorblind! They don't really fucking exist. Yeah, it's just reflections of light. Yeah. It's a way for our body, our, our mind. It actually happens in the higher life forms. It's a way for us to distinguish more clearly, not just friend or foe and food, but even deeper concepts to survive. That's what it comes from. Um... You know, like like all this random shit. We we try and we've tried for centuries to find, you know, why we're really here. What if what if just, just for a second take into yourself the thought that we're really here for no reason? It's okay to be here for no reason. It's okay for a hammer to not have a nail to hit. That's okay. You should enjoy the fact that you have the chance to be a hammer. You know? That's it. That's it. The purpose of life is to enjoy it. And not because some overarching god, alien, or anything tells you you should. Because it feels good. Yeah. That's a whole, the whole concept of right and wrong. It's something we've decided. We've decided that. Yeah, it was invented by us. Well, you know, elephants mourn. They're dead. We have documentation. The elephants have graveyards. They, they bring their dead to the same place, essentially letting them bury in, in a group. And they believe that that is because they want the other elephants to be with their ancestors. Maybe. Or maybe it's just a survival technique to make sure that that dead carcass doesn't, I don't know, end up in the water they drink. So they know to avoid that area. Maybe that. Maybe we should quit humanizing things that don't have humanity. Like yeah. dogs and cats. I have, I, you guys know, I have dogs. Love them. But they're still fucking dogs. Do you think they love me? No, I give them food and water and I protect them. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Like and and I don't let them leave. And I don't let them leave. Is that really love? Hotel. They're, um, they just probably see you as just a massive hairless dog. They could. Animal. They could. Well, and, and the other point, somebody brought this up to me about this whole concept, is dogs might actually end up loving you. Because Stockholm Syndrome is fucking real. We kidnap and hold for their entire lives animals away from their own kind and family. They don't have a choice. 
We don't let them just roam out free. And they seem happy and nice, but remember, they have a fucking 10-minute fucking memory span. <laughs> you know? Does that morally make it okay? I don't know. We invented morals. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's where it gets... I wish philosophy was a straight-up, like, paying job, like, in, in Greek, Greece or Rome. Because I would be one. Pay me. Just sit here and think about shit that doesn't make sense. Because there's a lot of it. Modern day philosopher, Mad Hatter End. <laughs> right. I don't know. Like, I... <laughs> it's, it's, I think about this shit all day. This is what goes on in my head on a regular basis, randomly, while I'm at the computer delivering mail. You know? To be fair, there's much worse things that could be going on in your head. At least oh, there are. There are. Uh, uh, there are. We don't talk about those on <laughs> podcast. It's a TVMA. <laughs> <laughs> there could be nipples. <laughs> um, and here's something else. Um, did you guys watch any of the older Star Trek? Uh, even Voyager, Next Generation, any of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad pretty much grew up watching the original one before, like, Next Generation, and then I grew up watching Next Generation, and then Deep Space Nine, and then Voyager, and then all of those. Yep, my, my parents were Trekkies, so I'm I'm in that boat. Um, hell, I go to sleep to Next Generation sometimes. It's nice. It's comforting. Um, Next Gen is my favorite one. It's a Picard's the shit, which is why I like the new Picard. It's phenomenal, by the way. I don't know if you watched it. Highly recommend if you haven't. I'll have to look over those links on Discord. Yeah, I I was about to say, um, the one with the Z that AG shared. That's the one you want for it. Well, that's the one I've been using for all the movies. Dude, it's got some of the best quality, hands down. Um, But something I've noticed, um, we used to have every show uh, think think back to that time, Click. I'm sure your parents also watched MASH. Yeah, that that was my cue when to go to bed. Like, when okay. that MASH theme came on and Fox, just like, okay, like, sleepy yeah. time. Okay, but like, okay, so MASH, Star Trek, um, Stargate. Um, I can think of a bunch of different ones. Uh, Stargate's even, beautiful. Underrated. Even some, even some non-sci-fi ones, right? I can think of a bunch of different ones episodic series. Well, you notice that doesn't even exist anymore. The only episodic series are things like The Office. They're comedies. Uh, Parks and Recreation. Uh, you know what I mean? Everything yeah, like else... Maybe The Flash or something, but nothing... Well, even The Flash! That's a, that's a season thing now. They, they, they have a story going through the whole season that has little sub-stories throughout every episode, but... They're fighting a main boss through a whole season instead of instead of like think think back to any of the Star Treks. Every episode was its own contained thing with the same characters every every episode. Mm-mm. Makes sense now. And and why they did that partly was because originally they didn't know when they were gonna be canceled. And two the idea was that humans couldn't absorb more than so much of a story at a time via the television. 
Um, I still think that's fucking true, by the way. Uh, I just look at kids today. Good dead giveaway. Um, and I watch a lot of TV and I'm saying this. So, um, I think we've lost something with, with, with the death of episodic TV shows. Uh, the ingenuity to write a 48-minute start-to-finish story that feels longer. That feels mm. like an entire story. And then you feel like there's some conclusion and like something was actually achieved, but that's still main stories going on even after the episode ends. Well, and it also means that when some kind of written story or over arc spanned two or three episodes, it was an event. Like Picard and the Borg. Ah, such a good arc. Right. It was the last two or three episodes of one season and the first two episodes of the next season. It was a big thing. Now, that flair is lost because you spent all season getting to the end of this one tale. I don't know. I feel that's missing. We need more episode shows. Yeah, because it's like now they're giving you less for more. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Now, that's not to say I don't enjoy Vikings, uh, Raised by Wolves, um, Game of Thrones. You know, these shows that have huge, long stories. I do. I do. But not everything needs to be that. Exactly. Just like not everything needs to be about lesbians. Not everything (laughs) needs a strong woman. Strong women are great. Can I have a weak woman in a show? Just once. It'd be nice. All she wants to do is cower in the corner and cook some shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's sexist as shit. Sorry. But, but, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I just. There's our spicy take for a day. (laughs) Yeah, there's scary. Let me go just cook some shit and come (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared right now. I'll go make the team sandwiches. Um, I don't know. I just, I just tired of it. Can I just have a mediocre woman, just somebody who's fine with being in the background, typing some words up? Uh-huh. I've been watching a lot of, uh, like I said, the DC Legends tomorrow, and they've been doing a lot of going back to 1940s and 50s. So the girls have had to do a lot of like, uh, being being secretaries, or they went through a thing where they were going through World War Two. And this is kind of based on historical stuff, but they tweaked it. So back in, like, 42 and stuff, when they were had sent all the men to go to war, but the women stayed home and worked the factories, right? And they were going through the, uh, we can do it, we can save our... You know, we've all seen the, the woman, you know, with the arm up, right? And, um... Some of the women, the, the black women, were uh, segregated and reserved strictly for janitorial and cleanup, but that they would sneak uh, tools out of the actual workshop that the white women worked at and were fixing stuff uh, behind the scenes so that they could make the planes on time, but nobody knew it. Now, this is kind of based on true story. This actually happened in a factory. Now, Legends Tomorrow changed history and all that shit. But, um, and made it a black women's empowerment led by lesbians. 
right? <laughs> no joke, like 100%. Oh, fuck. But, yeah. but yeah, dude, like the whole last season of that show. Um, but I, I, like I said, like, even Legends of Tomorrow, it, it's supposed to be episodic, but it doesn't, it, it, it becomes like two episodes per theme, or sometimes three, or sometimes four. I don't know. It's really weird. And I, I just want a good episodic show. Give me one. I don't know. And Family Guy doesn't count. Family Guy yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. See, I've been trying to think of like episodic shows where we've got a kind of same. Non-animated, non-animated. Yeah, it's just the kind of same cast, but it's just different stories each episode, and I really can't think of any. The only really? one I can think of recently is Black Mirror. There's also Love, Death, and Robots, which is similar to Black Mirror. But it's well, no, Love, Death, and Robots is minis. They're in a, uh, a congregation of different artists doing different stuff based on specific themes. Yeah, it's That's inspired different. by Black It's kind of inspired by... No, it's, it's actually inspired by Heavy Metal Magazine. Is it, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that we were inspired by Black Mirror somewhere. Uh, I think that may have that, been one of the episodes then. That I, I think, yeah, one of the episodes was inspired by... Would you count shows like Chicago Fire or ER episodic? I don't watch those. It's hard for me to... Um... Oh, okay. Because it, basically it's like the same cast and crew, almost like Scrubs, and they kind of well, deal with something for like that episode at the time, but, you know, and then, then they kind of move on. Well, yeah. you know, you could almost say Law, uh, Law and Order, but the problem is, have you watched it recently? That's no longer true! Yeah, they have a case every episode, but sometimes those cases take two episodes, and that used to happen very rarely, and now it seems to happen two or three times a season. Yeah, yeah just squeezing and knocking it out. Sorry, go ahead, AG. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, there's always also a story in the background that sticks yeah. throughout all the episodes as well now. Olivia you Benson's know. worried about doing this for the entire season. Yeah. And, like, if you start watching it, like, halfway through the season, you don't understand what's going on because there's a story they're talking about. Even though they're solving a completely independent case for that episode, there's a story they're mentioning and focusing on as a bleed plot that happened back in the first episode that's been coming on. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, so you're right. It doesn't, it isn't the same. No. And I think we also first saw, like, another example of, like, the episodic, uh, like, dying in a, in, as a genre, like, in the show, like, Dexter, for example. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Hannibal also. Did you ever watch Hannibal? Not myself, but I can catch up with it. Dude, when you watch it, remember that this aired on public television. Like ABC, NBC, CBS. This wasn't Fox. This wasn't FX. This was standard catch over the fucking broadband television. That Hannibal fucking aired on. There were scenes. There's a scene where he... Somebody made a crucifix out of humans. Parts. And they show it. And they walk around it. And they have like close-ups. And I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna get cancelled. <laughs> and they didn't. They got signed for a second season. Like, it's so <laughs> fucked up. Like... Watch it, it's amazing. And the guy who plays Hannibal, um, was that Mads? Was that Mad Mickelson? 
I think it was. Yeah, it was Mads. It was Mad Mickelson plays Hannibal Electric. Dude, he's so good at it too. That's like speaking of. Sorry, quick quick point. Law and Order. Vincent D'Onofrio. Law and Order. Criminal Intent. Fucking phenomenal. Yes, yeah, now I can want to give out a watch. What Hannibal? To, yeah. Oh yeah. It's fucking. It's really good. Really when good. When you mentioned the Cuban crucifix, you had me sold on that. Yeah, it's <laughs> on Amazon. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. Oh, perfect. And if not, I'm sure it's on Z. Yeah. It's yeah. probably will be, yeah. Um, there was another one that I, I thought was just phenomenal. What was it? And it was all due to the main the main character, the the actor who played him. Um, yeah, that uh, actor though, Mads uh, Mikkelsen or whatnot. He was actually the main antagonist in the Doctor Strange first movie. Yes. Yes. Mads Mads Mikkelsen is an amazing actor. Just amazing. Isn't he the guy that replaced Johnny Depp? And, uh, or am I thinking of someone else? Because they look similar. What, Grindelwald? Yeah. I might be thinking of someone else. They look extremely similar. New actor, let me see. Yeah, it's Mad Mickelson's. Yeah. Oh, do we have a trailer? I want to see a picture. Is there an actual fucking... It's, oh, it's a three-minute trailer? I'm going to skip through. Yeah, there we go. I've got some images of that. You got some images? Oh, wait, wait. I see him. I mean, okay, I love Mads, but I am sorry. Oh, wait, wait, here we go. Here we go. We got to... Hold on. Here we go. Look at this. This is the... This is the... Look, get him up at the top. Nothing like Johnny Depp's character. I am sorry. Yeah. I am sorry. Depp, Depp's Grindelwald made me feel like he was a danger. There was something wrong. The white hair, the, ch the different colored eyes. It just, it feels, I don't know. I mean, his acting in that as well was pretty fucking good as well. You know, he kind of felt anything you need to feel. And this, you know, he doesn't look the part like you're saying. Maybe his acting can make up for it, but... I'm sure his acting can, but it just breaks me. Like, this whole thing with Depp really irritates me. Goes back to what we were talking about. Oh, she beats good... the shit out of him repeatedly. There are multiple police reports about her beating the fuck out of Johnny Depp. There's there's witness reports about how she verbally abused him even out in public. How she would just treat him like a piece of shit and he would take it. And yet he's the one who loses everything. What originally happened was he lost everything, then he got everything back when it was shown that she was the abusive one, and then one 
court somehow got, I can't remember how she did it. She finagled it to where she won the case and he lost everything again. I think that may have been the one of the UK court about the tabloid calling him the wife beater. The son? The son. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, losing against that, I mean, losing everything because the son called you a wife beater, it's, the son is the biggest joke of a tabloid ever. These guys will fucking write about UFOs if you see a star in the sky. This and article even, even talks about it. Look. As well as Mackelson taking over the role of Grindelwald from Depp after the Sweeney Todd character lost a libel case against the son over calling. So he got everything back. The son called him a wife beater. He sued them. He lost. He lost everything. That's bullshit. Yeah. Really that was is. a personal defamation case. And he only lost because when they called him a wife beater... He was still in court litigating the whole thing. But he sued after the fact because he wanted a retraction. That's all he wanted was a retraction. And because he lost that case, he was labeled legally a wife beater. They canned him. Which is bullshit. But to be fair, the son, they're literally just outright lying at times in their articles. So you know, I'm surprised he lost against them. I honestly yeah. am. Because, honestly, they will just outright lie. Anything to get clicks and newspaper selling. Absolutely anything. The kind of people that say, fucking, Jeff Bezos walked down the road and sneezed, they'd make it out that he started a pandemic or something like that. Freaking cloud chasers. Yeah. Pretty much. They're one of those tabloids. Absolute disgrace and a joke. Hopefully, if he um, wins the original case, then he can resue him and get a retraction done. You know, appeal it. And I'm then, reading. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, um, and maybe if he then he can get everything back. Because obviously yeah, the entire. Yeah, yeah, but it also kind of goes, like, regarding the whole Johnny Depp thing, it goes full circle into what Mad Hatter talked about beforehand, about, like, you know, when the cops show up, nine times out of ten, you know, one person is favored over the other. You know, in regards to, like, men getting abused, like, they their cases pretty much get swept under the rug. Um, just like um, Terry Crews, for example, and his issues with uh, abuse that not many people, like, think twice of. Yeah, exactly, because, once again, um, everyone thinks that a man should be, you know, the stronger person and they shouldn't be emotionally vulnerable and stuff like that. And that, you know, as Har was saying, um, it's always a man's fault when the police show up because they don't even think that it could be the woman. And it's men that are getting in jail, not the woman. And then in the courts, that is basically done all over again. Because they're basically pen on a man, not on a woman. I was speaking to someone about that recently, and yeah, it's just everywhere you look, it's just constantly. You basically have to have more evidence than is even human to basically vindicate yourself if you're a man. And even then, you still lost everything. Yep. I mean, that's why the Me Too movement was so damning, because 
and there's tons of articles about it. There were thousands and thousands of people, men, who lost their lives over false Me Too accusations. Now, for 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 all the ones that were real, for sure, got it. <laughs> Nothing there. But remember when everybody was screaming, how many deaths are too much, one is too much? Remember that? Well, how many wrongfully accused men losing everything, wives, jobs, everything, is too much? One. One. You know, it, it goes back to that. I will say on the, the Johnny Depp men, Mads literally said in an interview that he wished he had t could have talked to a Johnny beforehand. He doesn't know him like that um, on a personal level. Um, he, he, he felt kind of rushed to take the job. Uh, and he doesn't want to try to be Johnny Depp's um, Grindelwald because he feels that would be creative suicide. Johnny Depp, he says, is a supreme actor. I could never follow that. I had to do my own thing. And I can respect that. Uh, he also said blatantly he feels that Johnny should still be in this movie and should not have been kicked out. He should have not have lost this job. So, good on him for saying that. Yeah, good on Mads. I mean... Yeah. Oh, he just gained my respect. Well, and he said, you know, sometimes in this industry, you got to do what you got to do, and you got to pull up your pants, and you got to go to work. I mean, I can't fault them. They were still going to make the movie. I just... <clears throat> that'll always be Grindelwald to me. On the right. you know? Yeah. I just mainly pointed out to show like, the difference between what we look like in the movies. You know what I mean? It's, it's huge. Night and day. Night and day. And... and... What's funny is the way here's what's gonna happen. Johnny played it as he looked extreme, came across smooth and subtle, right? Through the whole movie. He never really raised his voice, said his commands with direct authority, and he said it and people acted. I think it's gonna be the other way with Mads. I think Mads is gonna look calm, smooth. And he's going to speak with the slit your throat. Uh, what was that movie on Netflix Mads was in? Hold on. I'll tell you. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Polar. Did you ever see Polar? Polar. Yes, I have seen. Oh, that's a, that's a Is movie. that Polar Express or just Polar itself? Polar on Netflix. Polar. Yeah, just Polar. If you I haven't have seen Netflix. that, highly... You don't have Netflix? The fuck is wrong with you? Is that well, nice? I have access to Netflix. I just haven't been on it since a lot of it's been bullshit. Oh, well. There's a lot of good animation you should want. I got let. I probably need to get myself a VPN so I can see better animation. <laughs> no, you know. You can just go Crunchyroll now. Crunchyroll just... Oh, Crunchyroll and Funimation are the same thing now. I they am are... currently in shock because I've just realized that it's Mads um, playing as um, the main character in Polar. I honestly had no idea. You didn't realize that? I did not realize that. Oh my god! Dude, he's so good. I was thinking, I recognize the actor, I just can't quite place where. Well, no, I know. <laughs> and and we've lost so many good actors and actresses recently. It's good to see some of the new ones coming up. Like like Tom Holland. 
You know, I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan, but I do like Tom Holland. I do. Uh, Cumberbatch. I mean, not only was he amazing in in Sherlock, but um, great as Strange. Um, you know, I just love seeing people come up. Uh, the guy who plays the Mandalorian was also in Game of Thrones. So, you know, it, it's good to see these people coming up and moving. Um, I watched an interview. Oh, yeah. I watched an interview with uh, the guy who plays Ragnar Lothbrok in Vikings. You know, he only ever got into acting to make enough money to open his own ranch. He's Australian. (laughs) Yeah. I I applied the hustle. Yeah, he said, he said, he said, as soon as I make enough money to to get my ranch up and running, a big, nice ranch. I'm retired from acting. I'm done. He he doesn't like the stardom. He doesn't like it. Most actors and actresses don't. Good on them. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because, like a true Sith Lord, it would fuel my hate. <laughs> hey, can I get your autograph? No. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I force choke him. Um. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell! I, I see. I can imagine that. That is definitely something you would do as well. Yeah. Kind of makes me think of Sil- Sylvester Stallone's like stardom when he wanted to make the movie Rocky. Uh huh. Oh. Also, also, wait. Have you guys seen? Uh, I know we talked about it briefly. Have you guys both seen the Joker? Yeah. With, uh, even the most recent one with uh. With Jacqueline Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jacqueline. Uh, I still seen that. Jacqueline. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've, I've Jacqueline, felt like uh, impressed. Like it didn't really seem like the movie was going to be any like good. But then when I saw it on my own and made my own opinion, I actually loved it. I felt the same way. I was like, "Oh, this gonna suck, dick." Here's what made me watch it. I actually watched a, a thing with the writer director, right? And they said we did not want to make a Batman Joker. We wanted to delve into what could make a normal, real human being go that far, become that. What could, what could make them snap? What are the circumstances that could maybe lead to that snapping? To the point where chaos is the only thing that seems like a reasonable outcome. When I heard that, and, and they were like, this is not in... DC. Uh, DC's Gotham. This is our Gotham. This is a, a what-if story. This is a whole other universe. And yes, it's in Gotham. And yes, there's a Bruce Wayne. But that's not the story we're talking about. Those are just reference points. I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I watched it by myself. It was just that last 30, 35 minutes. When he puts on the suit, dancing down the steps, and he goes to his TV studio, does that interview, and the aftermath. Build-up can be everything. Mm -hmm. A slow-burn movie is great if the explosion at the end is catastrophic. I love the slow-burn. 
I do and I don't. I hate a slow burn that poofs at the end. Oh, yeah, then that's disappointing. It's like uh, edging for no purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's edging. Exactly. It's edging and getting walked in by your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Just ruins the whole plan. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it doesn't, you sicko. Um... (laughs) Then it ends up like Grandma's Boy. Ah, yeah. I'm coming! I'm coming! <laughs> oh, I need to watch that movie again. Another classic. So fucking good. Speaking of classic, you know what? Um, I just watched it uh, with a couple people on um, Discord. A free guy with Ryan Reynolds. Reminds me of Grandma's Boy in a lot of ways. Not obviously the, the main story, but the... The beat at which the the movie plays, you know, I think I think that's what it is. You know what it is, and I I think I just discovered something that nobody's really ever talked about. Some of the good upbeat movies that we love, whether they're um, Captain What's His Name and the uh, Planet of a Thousand Solar Systems. You remember that one? That was like the the fifth element sequel but it wasn't uh hold on yeah you guys know what fifth element is so of course fifth element is a beautiful movie big bada bing and it's called it's called it did get a sequel um it's called it's called hold on Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, 2017. So that's that's actually the second Fifth Element. It's written and directed by the same guy. It's after, I believe. Now, it has nothing to do with any of the characters, but it's in the same universe. Pretty dope. Uh... So I would I would highly check out Valerian. Uh, let me let me see if I can figure out where it's. Yeah, see, um, one of the movies I recently watched um, I had actually never heard of until YouTube and its ever almighty powerful mystique decided to recommend me one of the movie clips from it, and that was Whiplash. Never uh, seen that actually. Yeah, it kind of on the surface it looks really boring. It's about a musician who's trying to become one of the greats. I said, you know what, I'll watch the first half hour and see where it takes me. Ended up sitting there about one and a half hours later, absolutely amazed. It kind of seems like it's going to be like a really happy movie about this guy who's trying to like practice really hard and to become this great musician and he does it. In reality, it's a psychological horror. It kind of um, toys with the ideas of, um, like, how your minds will take, like, stress. How, you know, you will react and you'll change the person. Got some for you. you. Got some for you guys. Here you go. You're welcome. I'll make sure to get a watch later. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Dude. Phenomenal. Phenomenal good time. 
But yeah, it was kind of like about, you know, what if you put everything, like, completely break off relationships just to practice, have a teacher who's incredibly, like, toxic, where will you end up? And, like, the ending of a movie isn't even, like, a... It's meant... It's portrayed as a happy ending, but it's not. Because you can't... You gain some respect of a teacher, but then you kind of go... You'd think that's a good thing, but that's not a good thing. Because he's now broken inside. He's gave up on his family, gave up on all relationships to achieve greatness. You know, it's... About honestly, time! so much into it. He should have dropped them losers long ago. <laughs> Honestly, it's really good, and kind of the ideas it toys with and stuff like that, about how far is too far. There's a, um, there's some really good thinking movies out there. There really are. I could name a whole list of shit that's worth checking out, but we don't have that much time. Um... What were some of the other topics, uh, movie and cinema related? Want to talk, touch on. Um, do you guys think that we, the viewers, our, our constant connection to violence and, and thereby whitewashing, um, do you think that really affects how movie makers decide to make the movies? Or do you think that really generally the true artists, the true movie making artists want to share their story and don't really care about those? Well, I mean, kind of like how we touched on like nowadays, it's either going to be big ticket items or independent people that kind of want to just make their story seen like, you know, there is still room for those independent stories, but now they're going to be fewer and far between unless people absolutely believe and want to just, like, make their vision, like, seen and heard, if that makes any sense. No, it does. I get that. So, yeah, I, I kind of like how it is, like, with Steam and other video games. Like, one, I feel like a lot of independent developers that make their own, like, either pixel art or just, like, simple enough story but they put their heart and soul into creating something that's uniquely their own that to me even if it's low budget is totally going to gain her much more of my attention and like feel more real than in like some standard like fps or like hentai game or some other thing that's just trying to get um people because it's a formula that they're following just to like we know this works so why try to be different I like how I like how your mind went to first person shooters and hentai. <laughs> well, I mean they're both first person shooters. Ah, <laughs> 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 I see what you did there. Good on you. That was a good one. Oh good. <laughs> um Well, with that being said, I think it's time for some current events, don't you boys? Yeah, I'm down. We can go ahead and change gears. I, I, I'm all for that. That's what my stream's all about, too. I'll start. I'll start with the um, the 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 easy one, and that's um, Kane Velasquez, former UFC heavyweight champion, recently arrested for attempted murder, among other charges. Due to a failed justice system, a man was recently released from jail. A man that had molested Kane's little girl an estimated 100 times or more. When the law failed, 
is when Kane acted. Um, Kane, I I wanna I wanna pull this up and actually read to you exactly what he did. Oh, I wanna pull that up too because an ex cop offers a unique perspective on the whole case. So we're gonna. Okay, let's see. I want to see one that. Okay, let's let's check out New York. Sure, they're all about the same CNN New York Post because there's no political gain. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, about this um, kind of this revenge stuff, um, I was actually watching a couple of videos that were kind of summarizing some movies. I've not watched the movies, but both of them had the kind of same plot where one of them was about. Uh, it was a doctor, um, and there was a home invasion at his house where he was in surgery, and they killed his wife and put his daughter into intensive care. And so he decided to become a vigilante, kind of, to kind of find out, you know, where they are. And he started helping random people and basically committing really gruesome acts of murder. But it was kind of, he was hailed as a hero because he was doing it with a reason to kind of, like, someone was about to shoot an innocent woman because they stole the handbag, so he came in and decided to blow his brains out instead and, like, you know, give a handbag back and then eventually found the people who... That gruesome! If he ripped off his arm and beat him to death with it! Yeah, it was made, in the movie it was portrayed as gruesome, you know what I mean? It's, I'm kind of paraphrasing. But, yeah, he was basically just doing it to find um, who did this to his wife and daughter. And eventually, you know, that's kind of how it ended up. And the other one was, um, there was a guy, um, it's one of the famous actors, he stars a uh, mechanic. Um, I think it's called Mechanic Reloaded or something like that. That dude, I forgot his name, bald guy. Um, but, yeah, so he's basically, like, um, working for a criminal organisation and they're doing a hit on a van and he's you know some one of the crew beats him to it and they end up um killing his son who was in the car waiting for his dad and so he decides to gain revenge by joining up the company and kind of stopping the robberies and then eventually when it comes to actually when he like those that crew decides to take him on you know, he kind of enacts his revenge. It's kind of the same thing, kind of revenge stories. And I think that actually links back to this quite well because it's something that we all say we do. Yeah. We do. But how many of us would actually do it? Right. Well, here's here's the story. Cain uh, Velasquez was arrested for attempting to shoot a man charged with molesting one of the fighter's close relatives. It was revealed on Tuesday. Velasquez was aiming to shoot Harry Eugene Gouliart when he opened fire on a car occupied by Gouliart and two others Monday. The bullet allegedly struck Gouliart's stepfather instead. Gouliart, 43, had been arraigned Friday on a felony count uh, on felony counts of a lewd and lavicious act with a child under the age of 14. The newspaper reported Gouliart's accuser is a relative. Of Velasquez, the newspaper said, setting court records and sources, the child was abused by Gouliart at his mother's daycare center where the suspect also lived. The alleged sex abuse was granted supervised release despite objections from California prosecutors. Velasquez was charged with the attempted murder of the man 
He shot is ex- was expected to survive, um, police said, as they released a mugshot of the retired MMA fighter looking smug and satisfied. Uh, there is a comment from Amador Rosales. We're all fighters. You know, what you see on television is us beating people up, but we're humble. And Cain Velasquez has always been a humble guy in defeat and victory. I've never seen him once in my entire life here ever throw a fit ever once. Not once a tantrum, nothing. He's not an angry guy at all. Yeah, but, you know, you diddle my knees, I'm fucking gonna kill you. Yeah, and uh, regarding the case, like, uh, you know, once the justice system has failed, even though he took things into, like, his own hands, I mean, I, I feel like, what else... What other options do you have in the world? Just let the world keep taking a shit on you? Or are you going to fucking enact what you feel and seems like appropriate justice? And there's been other cases like this around the world where they've taken similar cases and just thrown it out because they saw that he, the person was actually in the right. So what? Are you going to shed some tears for some fucking sexual assault? Like, you know, somebody that's probably going to do this again if given away with it, you know? Yeah. Exactly. For, for them, they've gotten away with it once. What's stopping them from doing that again? Yeah, and the way that we have, like, uh, double jeopardy rules, it's like now they might be just immune to just abuse as much as they want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not right. That's well, kind of like a failure of a justice system at that point. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> a cop an ex-cop offers out that, you know, if his lawyer is any kind of lawyer, crime of passion, probably get low sentences. So. Yeah, but then the judge themselves should also take it on to, I mean, that's what they're in that position for, to judge, like, all right, they technically, you know, instead of going through the whole second or third trial, just, like, just end it there, just be like, yeah, you know, yeah, he killed somebody, but this is somebody that has done wrong against his family and he was just standing up for what he believed in. So, you yeah. know, I'm just going to throw this out. Good. No, good question. I think we all agree, though. Kane was in the right. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Okay. Now something that's going to be a very spicy topic. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> And just a friendly reminder about our PSA. We don't know shit. We're just talking. Okay. Leah Thomas, a.k.a. William Thomas, a swimmer who has transitioned, more respect, lots of respect, but Seems to be breaking all the female records. Now, there's a lot of discussion, debate. I know we all see this topic on our Facebook and our Twitter. Uh, A lot of people think that uh, this isn't right. And then you have people standing up for them. Now, here's the problem I see. Just, Just on basis of what I've seen, and this is not my personal opinion, okay? Because I I do have a personal opinion about this whole situation, but this is not it. But if I'm looking objectively at the arguments that I see, yay or nay, on this subject, 
The people who have a problem with her beating biological women have valid sound arguments. Sound very calm and have thought this through. The people who think this is not a problem basically shame anyone who doesn't agree with them, come with no rational arguments. Um, I've only seen a handful that do come with facts and a rational side, one of which I'll bring to you, okay? Because I like to look at both sides of, of this, and I want to look at all the facts. So I'm going to pull up here real quick. That way I know I'm talking truth. Because um, you see what I posted. Now, that's yeah. just a quick meme, okay? I didn't verify the information you see right there. It's just I posted it so we could talk about this whole time. Now, what I will, what I have pulled up, and I want to make sure that this is the exact same person, because William Thomas, not a very, you know. Um, but, I mean, similar instances like this uh, have happened throughout other, like, similar sports as well. So this isn't, like, an outlier. This is actually right. a, 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 an occurring trend. True. I've also just found a thing here as well where um, apparently um, I've not verified this yet but Caitlyn Jenner um, is on the side of it should not be allowed citing that if this is to be allowed then women's sport will be wiped out forever as a direct quote here. Yeah, but even Jenner themselves were like a, a sports like kind of like commentator, even for like the Olympics way back in the day when they were talking about like males pole vaulting and stuff like that. So, I mean, them having like their actual weight regarding like sports, uh, I, I think takes more precedence that more so than how they personally feel about the subject, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. And obviously, Caitlyn Jenner is someone who has transitioned herself from a man to a woman, so she knows what it feels like. So it's kind of surprising to see this stance taken by her, you know what I mean? Well, that, the, that current stance that you just mentioned seems like a stance that actually makes sense, having known both sides. You know what I mean? Not just like someone that's like weighing in by their emotions, but that's my two cents. Okay, I'm reading this story, and this, this brings up a lot of uh, good facts. And this is what I want. I want to look at the facts, and then we can come to our own conclusions here. So I've got some stats for you. Okay, so a University of Penn, Pennsylvania's women swimmer named Leah Thomas, who used to go by Will as a member of the men's swimming team, is smashing records and has many wondering if Olympic superstar Katie Lidecki will soon lo be losing races to a transgender competitor. Here's why. Will Thomas, a native of Austin, Texas, competed for the Penn's men's swimming team for three seasons before taking off the pandemic year. During the 2018-2019 season, Will was only second team all Ivy League. Wasn't good enough to make first team. Okay? And in 2019-2020, 
Thomas competed in only four of Penn's eight regular season events total. Okay. Matter of fact, Will Thomas last competed for the men's team November 16, 2019. Okay. Quote, being trans has not affected my ability to do this sport, and being able to continue is very rewarding. Quote, end quote, that's what Thomas told campus student newspaper. Based on Tom the times Thomas has put up so far, Leah is not lying, and here's why. Yeah, that sounds smug, but there's a reason. Swim Swam, which is the national... Okay. Reports that Thomas's 200 freestyle time of 14347 would have won her silver medal at the 2021 NCAA Women's Championships. She could, as a he, he couldn't make first team. His times weren't good enough. Now his times would win him second place at the national championships. Yep. Her 435.06 in the 500 freestyle would have been good for Braun. Okay. So how are biological women supposed to beat Thomas? Is it fair? Is this fair based on the NCAA rules? The NCAA has said based on its policy that biological women just need to suck it up and deal with it. A trans female treated with testosterone suppression medication may continue to compete on a man's team, but may not compete in a woman's team without changing it to a mixed team status until completing one year of testosterone suppression treatment. Trans male, uh, that's NCAA's policy. A trans male who has received a medical exemption for treatment with testosterone is no longer eligible to compete in the women's team without changing the team status to a mixed team. One year of testosterone suppression treatment, and you can get right out there with the women and kick their asses. That's the rule. This is, by the way, outkick.com. This is not me talking. Um, is it fair? We'll need to hear from the biological women who are losing pool time to races from Thomas if they're even allowed to give an answer. Um, that's, that's just one thing that, that had a lot of, of stats. Um, oh, yeah, here we go. This is the Daily Wire. Um, her rankings have bounced from number 462 as a male in the country to number one. Uh, Leah Thomas' teammates sign letter asking Penn not to sue NCAA to bar. So, okay, on Thursday, 16 members of the Penn women's swimming team sent a letter to the University of Pennsylvania and the Ivy League asking them to refrain from suing the NCAA over its new athlete inclusion policies that would bar Leah Thomas, formerly known as Will Thomas, from participating. They said that we... We have been told that if we spoke out against her inclusion into women's competitions, that we would be removed from the team or that we would never get a job offer. They are threatening college kids with inclusion. And if you don't, you're kicked out and we'll never let you have a job. Yeah. So just accept it or else. Yeah. The group organized by three-time Olympic gold medalist Nancy Hogshead uh, Makar sent a letter early Thursday morning asking UPenn and the Ivy League to support us as biological women and not engage the NCAA in legal action in an effort to challenge the new protocols. Hogshead Makar says the swimmers wrote the letter themselves, though both Hogshead Makar and the organized group of parents and other athletes 
made edits before arriving at the final draft. In the letter, the swimmers note biologically Leo holds an unfair advantage over competition in the women's category as evidenced by her rankings that advanced from number 462 as a male to number one as female. If she, Thomas, were to be eligible to compete against us, she could now break Penn, Ivy, and NCAA women's swimming records, feats she could never have done as a male athlete. They continue. Most important to us is that Leah's inclusion with unfair biological advantages means that we have lost competitive opportunities. Some of us have lost records. But even those that swim different events than Leah or were not in contention to make Ivy championships, we stand by our teammates who have lost out. It is often felt like Penn, our school, our league, and the NCAA did not support us. We have dedicated our lives to swimming. Most of us started the same time Leah did, as preteens. We have trained up to 20 hours a week swimming miles, running and lifting weights. To be sidelined or beaten by someone competing with the strength, height, and lung capacity advantages that can only come with male puberty has been exceedingly difficult. See, this is what we're talking about. It's not... To add to this as well... Um... Yeah, go ahead. So this article from the Sport Bible, trans swimmer Leah Thomas allegedly bragged about how easy her race was. And to quote it from here, speaking to Outkick, one of Thomas's swimming teammates claimed that she had said, that was so easy, I was cruising. The teammate also detailed how fellow competitors would often be left in tears when coming up against Thomas in the pool. They feel so discouraged because no matter how much work they put in, they're going to lose. Usually, they can get behind the blocks and know they out-trained all their competitors and they're going to win and give it all they got, she said. Never having to go behind the blocks knowing no matter what, they do not have the chance to win. I think that is really getting to everyone. Usually everyone claps, everyone's yelling and cheering when someone wins a race. Leah touched the wall and then was just silent there. When you pen someone and I finished second, the crowd erupted in applause. I mean, and that's that's the thing. Like, I don't want this this dude, this female, whatever they they are at the moment. You know, because um, the because the new rules from NCAA mean that Leah could no longer swim. She hasn't been taking her hormones for a year. That's the point. She still has a huge unfair advantage, even with the hormone. It's too late. She grew up a boy and went through male puberty. You don't fix that afterwards. That's Caitlyn Jenner's shoulders will always be like that. You know? Yeah, you can't really fix that afterwards. Right. And and yeah, so exactly. we're, we're just talking biology. We're just talking facts. We're not talking perspectives and fluffy feelings. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about facts, and the facts are that there is, you know, a, everybody, and, and look, in the letter, I, I'm going to read this, because this, they said it better than I could have just now. Uh, continuing the letter they wrote, um, I'm going to skip a little bit here. We fully support Leah Thomas in her decision to affirm her gender identity and to transition from a man to a woman. Leah has every right to live her life authentically. Wonderfully said. However, we also recognize that when it comes to sports competition, that the biology of sex is a separate issue for someone's gender identity. Biologically, yeah. Leah holds an unfair advantage over competition in the women's category. Uh, 
Let's see. Uh, the Penn women's swimming team has over 40 women, but only 18 of us are chosen to compete in the end-of-year culmination of our work, the Ivy Champion. What's most important to us is that Lee's inclusion with unfair biological advantage means that we have lost competitive opportunities. Some of us have lost records. Continue. It's a pretty long uh, thing, but that, I think we've touched on the big thing here. Yeah, where, like, your own personal, like, gender identity and, like, how you feel and who you identify as, you know, it's going to be, have to be separate from what you're competing in and regarding the actual, like, talent pool of who you're going up against, you know? Like, yeah, uh, if you identify as male or female or anything else, they're above and below. That doesn't mean that, like, all of a sudden now everyone else's record is going to have to pander to your belief. Well, but... it, it, it goes even further uh, to the point where, okay, it seems that we've all forgotten. And, and um, Dave Chappelle said it really well. Um, he, he has a trans friend, right? He got a buddy who's transitioning. But he point blank said to him one day when they were getting high, um, I'm, I'm still going to call you my bro. It's okay, and I respect you and what you're doing and whoever you become. But at what point does your fantasy have to be played by me? And that's exactly. that's that's where it comes. You, I respect any. I want. Um, I know. I know women that go home, take off their clothes, put on a collar, and are a dog all night. We know those women exist. We know those men that go home and throw on leather and put on a fucking thing with a zipper and do that all night. They, we know they exist, okay? <clears throat> they also know that it's not something you do in public, right? Exactly. Same shit here. There's a reality barrier, okay? So you can be a woman whenever you want, except in sports competitions, guys. <clears throat> well, yeah, just like uh, my one buddy would post, uh, put it out there. Like he, he's another streamer friend of mine, and he's someone else that I also look up to. But he's like, you know, if I'm out there with my family, and then you just decide to go make out with your partner in public, and I've got my daughter with me at the restaurant, like it's just not inappropriate. It's not like I'm hating on you for your relationship and your decision, but there's a time and a place for everything. Right. It's, it's like I'm only responsible for what comes out of my mouth. How you hear it is on you. I'm not responsible for you getting offended because something I said might touch home. Exactly, but like you're not going to be also at like the same like uh, Cracker Barrel or something like that, letting off your favorite like uh, political no. topics at the top of your head and just expect everyone to just eat, take it because they're out trying I, to have I, a good I, lunch. I, I don't know. I, I when I was younger, I used to go to fucking. Um, What's 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 the? It's a nationwide chain. Golden uh, buffet. Yeah, or... golden golden crown. <laughs> yeah, golden crown. Okay. There it goes. Yeah. Okay. So we used to after my tattoo convention, we take a bunch of us wild boys and we go and we go go to Golden Crown and just eat, and uh, we would loudly tell dead baby jokes. <laughs> Why not? Loudly. Oh, and then we had this game where we would invent new sexual positions and name them <laughs> things. So, like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, oh, we could lose the platform, right? 
Um, <laughs> but everybody's heard the one about strawberry shortcake, right? We all know what that is, right? Any any guy has said it or heard it from their lewd guy friends. We all know what they are, right? Donkey puns, Dirty Sanchez. We know what these things mean. Okay. <laughs> so we would make up, we would just like invent crazy shit and then give them weird names. Um, I mean, that's how cannabis strains used to be named. <laughs> yeah. But see, we our whole point was we would do it loud because like we're talking about people... We're talking about, like, tattooed people from head to toe with, like, horns screwed into their head and, like, split tongues and faces completely covered and fucking, you know, mohawks. And here I am in, like, a full suit, top hat, dreads coming out the back, in a fur coat. Like, you know, like, it was just, like, the weirdest group. And we already knew we were walking in and being looked at weird. So we just, like, said, fuck it, let's, let's go weirder. And let's be loud and obnoxious and just tip like a hundred dollars so they don't kick us out. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's one of those things. Younger days. I'm older now. Uh I don't need that much fucking attention. But it was <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Um, I can imagine that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a good time. But yeah, time and place is everything. And also, uh, I think also uh Going back to what we we're talking about, I think uh, not only um, time and place, but as a metaphor for all things, not just words, but actions, mean what you say and say what you mean. And oftentimes, it's not what you say, but how you say it. It's not what you do, but how you do it. Same thing applies. You can do something selfish. But if you do it right, doesn't look selfish, right? But the same applies in reverse. You can do some wholeheartedly good shit and do it so fucked up that it looks like some selfish, grimy shit, even though you actually had the heart to look out for somebody. I don't know. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's all in how you do it and how it's perceived. Yeah. You know, and I think that's something that all of humanity, or at least all of humanity that I know, could use a little bit more of. And that's And that's remembering that we live in at least a three-dimensional world, at least. And if you only look at an object from one direction, you're never really going to see the object. You're only seeing part of it. Now take that and extrapolate it to your entire life. If you only see one side of a topic, if you only see one discussion, if you only see one thing, you don't try to look around at all the angles. See why that person's a racist. See why that person hates rabbits. You know, like, try to understand why somebody would lie to you. Try to understand why somebody would steal. Why did they steal from Walmart? Maybe because their baby hasn't eaten in two days. Maybe. Maybe they are pieces of shit. Maybe they're addicted. But maybe they're addicted to drugs because their parents got them addicted. Or maybe they're addicted to drugs because their wife and child died in a fire and they found drugs instead of any kind of support system. All of these things run through my head when I see people in, in need, in trouble. Not that I help them. Fuck them. But... Yeah. But you have to understand perspectives in order 
to understand all of humanity. That makes me think of the movie Crash. Are you familiar ah, with Ah, yeah, good call. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, I, not everything is so black and white. There's it's, many it's shades not. of gray. Well, people have to understand. Okay, I, I'll use I'll use a, a today thing. Okay, Putin, Putin, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson. These people believe they are right and doing good. Let that sink in. Yeah, they're they're abiding by their personal moral compass. More importantly, we all need to go to bed and sleep at night. And we generally don't do anything that we can't justify, regardless of the atrocity. So, people need to understand that even though Putin is a piece of shit, we need to understand where he's coming from, even if it's misguided. Because the only way you're going to fix him is to know his thinking. Exactly. And sometimes fixing means putting a bullet in his head. I don't know. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and that's the only way you actually reason with people of that caliber, to be honest. Right. If, if or at least having any attempt to, yeah. I mean, yeah, if any type of quote-unquote diplomatic approach or just like having a conversation, if, if you can't speak the same language or have any relation to where they come from, then you're just not going to get through to them, so it's either going to be force or nature. Well, and I figured Star Trek would have taught everybody that. Maybe they don't have Star Trek in Russia. Maybe not, because <laughs> you know what? You know what? Romulans and Klingons were fighting the Federation through at least four incarnations of that show, and now they're all members of Starfleet. I'm just saying, the whole thing is, even while you're at war, you should be trying to find understandings to stop the war. And look, this is coming from somebody who believes that wars need to happen. We have to have it. We're the only predators to ourselves. We have to kill each other, guys. We're running out of space, and fucking Elon Musk isn't moving fast enough. Exactly. I, I want my brain implant for Twitch. Now. I, know, I, I, want, I want my Mars colony next week. I was promised in movies when I was growing up that we'd have flying cars by now. Where's my flying car, Bruce? God, but if we did have flying cars now, you know, a drunk driver on the road is something. A drunk driver that can fly, now that's another... Did, did you watch the animated Harley Quinn show? No, I did not. Oh my god, I highly recommend it. There's a scene where a scarecrow pulls off the mask of Bruce Wayne. He's like, oh, billionaire Bruce Wayne! And Joker's like, what are you, fucking stupid? Why would you unmask him? You don't unmask him! He's a matter of fact, Bruce... Where's my, where's my, le or where's my flying car, Bruce? You promised us fucking flying cars, Mr. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like, oh, you need to watch that show. Watch Harley Quinn. That shit is for adults. 150%. Like, hey, a thousand percent. I'll even argue that Spongebob is for adults. Spongebob and uh, Ren and Stimpy oh, and... Yes. Original uh, and newer Ren and Stimpy, definitely. Invader Zim Invader was Zim made underrated. for adults to sit with their kids and, and laugh together. Invader Zim, though, with minus self-indulgence, best duo. Doom-de-doom-de-doom. Oh, oh. Oh. Um, I'm singing a Doom song! Um, TV shows like that 
where when you watch it when you're young, you know, you've kind of, you find jokes funny and stuff like that, you like the story, but then when you rewatch as an adult, you start to get some of the jokes and like some of the Pixar stuff. No, 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 go farther. Go back and watch original Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny and shit. Yeah. yeah they can't thing. show yeah. that shit anymore. He's killing, he's shooting a gun at an anthropomized rabbit who talks. He's hunting, it's, the rabbit is basically a person and he's fucking hunting him with a gun. A racist yeah. chicken tells a black cat how it is. You know, like, Go back and watch that shit. Shit's gold, bro. And I'm not saying it's gold because it's got all these stereotypes. It's gold because it came from a time when stereotypes were accepted, understood, and realized. The, the reason stereotypes exist is because they're generally true. There's nothing else more to it than that. Uh, are, are white people usually nerdy, weird, goofy? Most of my D&D groups are fat white guys. Have I had uh, uh, black and Hispanic and female and skinny guys? And yeah, of course, everybody plays D&D now. But it's generally fat white guys. Okay. One of the best DMs I ever had. Coolest ass black dude. And probably had just almost cooler dreads than me. Less shit in him, so not quite as cool, but close. He had really good dreads. We talked about it all the time, actually. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, I think, I think we need to stop. I don't think there's such thing as racism, and here's why. We're all the same race. Last I checked. It's speciesism. Right? Because technically, technically, all border collies are dogs, not all dogs are border collies, right? Just like square rectangle, yeah. All Euro, uh, European descended humans are, all Europeans are humans, not all humans are Europeans. We're species based on where our lineage comes from and the things we needed to adapt to that area. Right? So it's species. Yeah. It's genetic differentiation and evolution based on species. So there is no racism. You know why? Because if you think that we're different races, you're a speciesist. How about that? <laughs> Last checked. Last checked. Fucking different, different, uh. Different, like, whole, like, horse and a dog can't mate, right? Just checking. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know a couple people with mixed kids. I'm just saying. They're not different creatures. We're all the same. We're the human race. And we yeah. need to start thinking like that. We need to start thinking about the fact that we're all in this together. We're all connected. And if quantum mechanics has taught us anything, we all started connected to begin with. We're all just fucking star shit anyway. We're the leftover cum of the universe. 
I mean, that's one way of putting it, yeah. We're yeah. galactic splatum! What if, what if, what if the whole universe is just the remnants of semen in a giant sock? <laughs> we're in the universe's sock hole. It, dude, like, like, and because we're so minute, time is infinitesimal to us. I'm going to start a new religion. I've decided. <laughs> I've decided. You guys remember Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, whether you've read it or watched the movie or the shows or whatever? The the Arkel Cecil religion where they all, you know, the one day the great Hanky will come and blow the nose and release us all? Yeah, it's all going to be about the sock getting thrown away. That's Armageddon. <laughs> We need to start a new religion. We need a new religion in the world. Hell yeah. Tax freedom. Let's go. Tax freedom. I mean, <laughs> flying spaghetti monster was pretty cool, but I think we can do better. We can do better. We'll have to, we'll have to find it. I think we should have forums. I want to hear from you listeners about some of our topics. Uh, more importantly, right now, I want to hear, what should we name our religion? And what should it be about? We could Mad Libs it! Just fill in the blank! And Spaghetti Monster was already taken, so we need another pasta at least. At least a pasta or food item. I will accept beverages as food. Um, I'm, well, sure, I'm sure there's already... I've already a... got a few ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start writing! Um, I, uh... I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in Darwinism. I'm a Darwinist. Anybody ever ask me what religion I am? I'm a Darwinist. What's, 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 what's that religion entail? Um, everybody that should die should fucking die. Like, what, what do you mean? Well, you know, when people do dumb shit and get themselves killed or put in situations where they die, like, I don't know, I'm going to go climb Mount Everest. Mm. Well, you're probably going to die. Yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. Darwinism. Those people <laughs> shouldn't continue to produce more people. See? <laughs> uh, will disasters happen? Tsunamis kill millions of people? Those people shouldn't have more people. It's just, you know, Darwinism. Shit happens. Life sucks. Not everything's fair. And I'm okay with that. If it happens to me, I'll be at peace with it. I'm not excluded. My family's not excluded. I actually had talks with my Catholic mother about this shit, which is great. Um, and uh, one of the things that we... I, I mentioned to her on a regular basis is that she's going to die soon. Um, and, you know, I, 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 you know, I always ask, is, is she religious? Is she Catholic? For fear of the unknown, for fear of death. And she has recently, you know, said yes, you know. And, and I said, I don't understand because I believe in nothing after this. I'm not afraid. And she said, oh, you will be when you get older. No, I won't. My belief won't change. Here's why. I don't believe there's a fiery place. I don't believe there's a nice air-conditioned place. I don't believe those exist. I don't. 
Yeah, it hasn't I, been instilled in you to make it seem like, alright, there's well, she, anything else she beyond She tried! It. She tried! I fought my programming. I introduced new lines of code. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I just, here's my bottom line. If, if there's a god, if there's an almighty being, I don't believe he would use such base concepts like reward and punishment to teach his creation. That's something we do. It's not something they would do, in my opinion, if they're all knowing. If they're more knowing, whatever the case may be. I much prefer the concept of the Roman and Greek and the older gods that were fallible, that had human traits, because there was a realization that the gods were just as much from us as we were from them, right? That was the whole back and forth with Greek and Roman and, and even ancient Chinese and we were all part of one ancient Egyptian. You know, it was all one mechanism. We were all connected. And I think subtly they all knew that they created the gods. And even though they gave the gods power, the gods had that power. That was the, the thing. The gods had the power, but they gave it to them through their worship. Many cultures talked about that, right? We even have movies about and shows about how gods lose the power they have because the worshippers don't worship anymore, Wrath of Titans, right? So this isn't a new concept, but I think it's one that's been lost in, in the new monotheism. God doesn't need us for anything! Except for money, obviously, because, you know, he's broke all the time. Um, in, in most Christian and Muslim and Jewish beliefs, he doesn't need our prayers. But we need him so much that when we die, our entire existence is going to be there and sing his praises, according to them. This whole idea that we're going to go be with our loved one is not one that any of the established religions actually hold. If you read your books, guys, that whole concept is television. It doesn't exist. Nowhere in the Bible or the Torah or the Kabbalah does it talk about when you go to heaven, you get to hang out with your friends and do whatever. No, you're going to sing God's praises for the rest of eternity. Because that sounds like something I want to do. I don't even like singing my own praises for 20 minutes. <laughs> and I don't even think God's been doing a good job. So, the fuck am I going to sing? Yeah, and I also thought it was uh, pretty interesting how so many religions seem like they're like totally different sects. But like the main primary... the main book that a lot of these basis like religions actually take is from the old testament like well Judaism no it goes it goes further ooh, stuff, ooh, here's something you don't learn about very often actually the old testament and um judaism as a whole can trace their beliefs and muslims can trace their beliefs back to babylon to zoroastrianism did you know, before Zoroastrianism, the idea of one god didn't exist until then? Did you, never, in written, recorded history, anywhere
nowhere on the planet did a singular deity ever exist, except until Zoroastrianism. Did you know that nowhere in the actual Bible is the Antichrist mentioned? Only once in Revelations and only in the letters of St. Paul. When that's New Testament. Yeah, in the New Testament. Um, but never in the Old Testament. When they talk about anything leading up to what could happen if God gets angry again, Antichrist is never mentioned. You know where that comes from? Zoroastrianism. Um, the idea of a set of commandments to lead your life? Zoroastrianism. The idea of the Son of God coming to earth and, and leading a flock of humans to a better life? Zoroastrianism. The, the idea of a flood wiping out humanity through God's vengefulness? Zoroastrianism. The entire Bible is literally, word for word, Old Testament, Judaism, Torah, everything, stolen from Zoroastrianism and Sumerian religions. There was a major religion uh, before Zoroastrianism, and what happened is Zoroastrianism did what, what Christianity did to paganism. It enveloped the old religion. We don't even know the name of what it was. And it became what we know as Zoroastrianism. It starts with the idea of Anki and Ankiel. Um, I'm, do you know anything about that, Clickit, AG? No, this is my first time hearing about it. This is Babylonian gods. Um, and they talk about how these two came from the heavens on their chariots of fire. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, this steps really deep into alien, alien shit, okay? Because there's a lot of correlations with some other shit that's been found, and okay? But I'm going to try to steer clear of that. Okay, we're going to just talk about religion because that's a whole different podcast. But these two beings, one, tried to nurture love and, and be Prometheus to man. Give us knowledge. Give us fire. Okay? Ankyo was the, the, the second part of this, this duality who is the same kind of being that would murder the firstborn of Egypt because one guy says no, right? There's a reason why the Christian God seems to have an all-loving, but I will murder your entire nation if you don't agree with me attitude. And that comes from Babylon. That comes from this religion. There were two high gods. There were a bunch of gods under them. Twelve to be exact, the exact number of archangels, just saying, just pointing that out. Uh, and they, uh, they had a garden in which man was given the opportunity to hang himself, and he did it with um, a really nice fruit, uh, you know, lasso, um, and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, there's just so many correlations. And so, as many, many things do in, in time, this religion, with its civilization, crumbled, but was never really forgotten. It evolved and changed into Judaism. And as Judaism evolved, and its people became enslaved, 
it became Christianity. Now keep in mind, Christianity was a small cult for about 900 years before it was even classified as anything people would call a religion. Seriously, people think that after Christ died, Christianity happened. No, it didn't. It was a small cult that nobody fucking believed in for hundreds of years. The church didn't start till like seven or eight hundred AD. And people forget that shit. So through this time, and I have a video I'll share with you guys on this so we can talk about this some other podcast. But through that time, everything evolved and it stole bits and pieces of things and it tried to become its own religion. And then when it found it couldn't take root because older religions were there, it, it, it creeped into places of power. And then those people of power used that to grant it access to everybody through force, Constantine. Right? So, you know, the, it's, it's how all of these religions have come about. And they've forgotten their origins. That's the biggest thing. And what's weird is I'm 38. It didn't take, I've known about this for 20 years. I didn't have the internet when I found most of this information out. I'll be honest, most of this I found in the library. People can find this shit out. This isn't like made up horseshit. This is all historical fact. We have records that prove this and people just don't want to listen. People want to believe so badly that there's something more, that we're a part of something. And they're not willing to believe that we are part of something. It's called humanity. It's too simple of an answer. Maybe a topic for another podcast. <laughs> I like that. I uh, we just want something a bit more complex. That's what it is. Ooh, I like that. Esotericisms and theories that may or may not have roots that became religious canon. God, that is a really good topic, Click. It's not to take away the belief in God. I believe if you really believe in God and you're religious and you want to have that belief, I don't think you need a book or a building or a guy in a robe to tell you what that is. Matter of fact, if people knew anything about Christianity, they'd know about the Gospel of St. Thomas, which states, Split a piece of wood and you will find me. Lift a rock and I am there. I am not in the houses of stone and brick, but in the hearts of men. Jesus of Nazareth himself said, There should be nobody between you and God, that you do not tell your sins to a priest to alleviate you from the worldly uh uh, persecution of your soul, but you must go to God to have him relieve them. Basically, Jesus was teaching us to find inner peace, guys. But we've given that up to allow some guy to absolve us to make us feel better and to grant him power over us. Yeah, and, and to that note as well, it's like a lot of people are like, oh man, I'm a sinner, or you know, I'm gay, or I'm this and that. And I'm like, yo, Jesus' main homies that he hung out with were the lessers of society, the derelicts, the fucking prostitutes, the tax collectors. Like, these were Jesus' homies. Yeah. Like, we so often put so much between us and Jesus where it's like, oh man, all this other dogma and other bullshit that the church pretty much piles on. We feel like that to be fact, but that only separates us from our fact and from, and from us from our common man. Sure. You know, I mean, I will, that's I my will... take on it. It's a good take. 
And I would never, I will never, and I'll say this point blank, and I'm going to say this before next week's, I will never, ever, ever disrespect somebody for having belief. You can have whatever belief you want. You can believe the cheese toasty man lives in the fucking sky and grants cheesy wishes to people who deserve it. I'm, I'm not here to argue that. What I will argue is organized, structured religion and its roots, its causes, and why it does what it does. Well, you know? like said in comics, like absolute power corrupts absolutely. So, and I mean, what and what was the Catholic Church during? You know, from like a thousand A.D. to like eighteen hundreds, they were above kings. They made and broke nations on the word of one man. Yeah, like I'll grant you absolution if you pay me. Yeah. You know, just a little. The, the, paper, the papal army is at your service as long as you serve God and you pay us a penance every year. Yeah, give Jesus a tier three sub. That's it. No. Yeah. Of course, I think like that's a pretty good note. Yeah. I agree. Exactly. Anything else to note, uh, AG? Yeah, you got anything you want to talk about? Not really. Nothing. We've covered everything just fine. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we touched we touched really well on a uh, movie topic. We've even came back around to other topics that we've talked about before in the past and kind of still brought them forward and actually expounded upon them. So I, I feel really good. I do too. I like it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Cool. Uh, everyone, let's talk about our socials. You go first, uh, Mad Hatter. Um, Twitch.tv, Mad Hatter, and um, Facebook, Hatter Durant. Twitter, Mad Hatter, and uh, you can find me all the time. Um, I've been trying to get back to streaming and doing model building and stuff. Uh, I'm still trying to get to a place where I can get on a regular schedule. Um, but we're doing this regularly. Winning. Hell yeah. All right, you, AGD, let's uh, touch on you real fast. A gentle touch. Twitch just the tip. Developer. Yeah, just, just the tip and nothing more. Nothing more. <laughs> yeah, so twitch.tv forward slash agdeveloper, twitter.com forward slash ag underscore developer. And any other socials is either AG developer or AG underscore developer. Now you and me, click it. And me and myself, uh, yes, X Click It X on Twitch. So it's twitch.tv slash X Click It X. Uh, that's where you can find me. I'm also on uh, Twitter at, at Theo Rules because I made that a long time before I actually made my Twitter or Twitch. Uh, and rebranded myself, but uh, yeah, catch us online, uh, hit us up, and absolutely love your faces. <laughs> but no, yeah, stay tuned to each and every one of our Twitters. We always love to promote the link, and you can catch us with much and many more content to come. Don't forget to share it with your friends and your enemies. We're good for both. I should probably mention that we now have the Mad Lads Discord up and running, so... Our listeners can find it by going to bit.ly forward slash the mad lads discord. Obviously capital letters on each of the starting letters. Um, it is case sensitive so just watch out for that. And not only that but you can also send us a voice message where you can either tell us what you like, um, give your opinion on something. 
or anything like that. Um, and you can do that by going to bit.ly forward slash lads. Again, capitals on each of the letters. Love everyone and hope to see you all next week. Cool. Share to everyone. I think that's good. Yeah, I had fun. Uh, listeners, we'll see you guys next week. Remember, we drop every Friday. Friday, yeah. Yep, we drop every Friday. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled, and we'll see you next time from the Mad Lads. Let's uh, let's get this plane landed. Let's go.